fight begin! Welcome to the first ever Reelys, an award show highlighting the very best 2023 had to offer in the world of professional wrestling. Who were the superstars that made 2023 their year? And what matches will stand the test of time and live rent-free in our minds? Let's find out. It is time for It's Real to Us, the wrestling podcast. Featuring your host, Anthony the Mark, Tony the Father, and Tiny Mike. What's going on, you guys? And welcome to the first ever Really Awards. We're so excited to be back following the holidays. I'm joined by Tiny Mike and Tony the Father. Guys, how are you? Did you have a nice Christmas? Tell me all about it. Christmas was fantastic. You know, like sometimes you just are so eager to give gifts, you wake up and you're just giddy with it. I do, yeah. I woke up at 3 a.m. Christmas morning laughing my ass off regarding what I got our father for Christmas. What did you get Tony for Christmas? I got him his favorite valuables, his everyday uses. I got him some things like dental floss, paper towels. He really likes his paper towels. He's rough with them. And what was the big one? I forgot the other one. You got dental floss. You got me paper towels. What oh, bottled it? water. Bottled water. 150 yeah. bottles of water. One of my customers asked me, what, what did you get for Christmas? What did Mike get you? I wiped my ass with his fucking <laughs> gift. He gave me paper towels. I love it, though. You know, I like to get in there deep and clean myself. Is it the thickness of the paper towel that does it for you in the bathroom? No, toilet paper is like fucking nothing. You go right through it. You ever wipe your ass with toilet paper and your finger goes right through it and you get shit on your finger? I hate that. <laughs> I but with hate paper it. towels, you don't? No, they're thicker. You fold them up, you double them up, you wet them, they're fucking great. So they're clean, they're clean. If we're if we're wetting paper towels here, why are we not just using wet wipes? Nah, they burn. Wet wipes are also thin to Tony's yeah, point. Yeah, they're thin and they burn. I feel we've all been in the doomsday situation of, oh no, there's only paper towels left in the bathroom. That's not doomsday, that's great. When when it's me, I'm like I got some sandpaper going up there. You got to wet it quick. You make it like a nice, like, moist, and you wet it with warm water. It's beautiful. Is this why we have two plungers? I don't know. Yeah, I, I plunge the toilet a lot. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help it. It's the way it is. Since I'm a kid, I plunge the toilets. What am I going to do? We're going to move on from the toilet conversation? I was quite enjoying oh, that. I used my other gift he got me tonight. Dental floss? Yeah, I had a big piece of food stuck, and it came out in the mirror. Beautiful right. gift. Gift of the year. First, when he got me the stuff, I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. You couldn't get me a shirt or a sweatshirt. You get me fucking paper towels, water, and dental floss. But you know what? It's a fucking great gift. I'm using it every day since Christmas. It's perfect gift. The only thing you got more use out of are those freaking pants. Oh, these are Anthony's pants. I took them. He got these. He came in. He goes, oh, Dad, I got these fucking sweats for Christmas. He left them in there. And I went in the room the next day. Oh, man, I got these new sweats for Christmas. He goes, those are mine. I go, no, they're not. Is this true? It's 100% true. Those are good sweatpants. It's my stolen Christmas gift. Tony was mumbling something about being disappointed with paper towels. And he's like, I'm going to get my own Christmas yeah, present. you know, when you first get paper towels and water and dental floss, it's not exactly exciting. It's a little down. So when I saw the sweats sitting there, I was like, fuck that. I'm grabbing the sweats. You're just a thief. 
I'm not a thief. I'm a smart man. These sweats are great. And here's the thing. I had no problem with him taking the sweats because it's a little corny, but I got everything I wanted for Christmas. I was with, I was with my family. I was hanging out. We were drinking. We were eating. There are few things that are better than that in my mind. So if he wants... My sweats? No, they're his sweats. They were never yours. They were never mine. You never had them, so... Never yeah. worn. Yeah, so don't worry about it. Like L.A. Knight. You ain't touching gold, brother. You ain't getting those sweatpants. They on him. <laughs> I'll give them back if you want. I'll clean them and give them back to you. I don't know. Well, he does have a clean asshole, as he, as he says. The... clean. <laughs> I think not. I think they're your sweats, and that's okay. I, like I said, was happy with everything that I got from Christmas, but... That's behind us now, and we're looking forward to the new year, right? So, going into the new year, I figured we could do the first ever Really Awards. Let's talk some yeah. shop. Yeah. We are going to be highlighting the greatest from WWE, AEW, professional wrestling over the last year. And we're going to do it category by category. So, let's ride. The 2023 Really Awards. So here's how we're doing this. The It's Real to Us panel voted on their personal favorites for a variety of wrestling categories throughout the year. Then we added up all the votes and made a consensus list. The panel consists of myself, Tiny Mike, Tony the Father, Nate Diggity Dog, and Sammer, who is a good friend of the show and a wrestling meme-making icon. So, without further ado... Male Superstar of the Year. Okay, so for Male and Female Superstar of the Year, we did a top 10 list. Coming in at number 10 for the Male Superstar of the Year was Sami Zayn. He's criminal. He was my five, and I thought that was low. Who else had him? I didn't have him in my top 10. You don't think Sami Zayn earned a top 10 spot? The last couple of months, he's kind of fallen off. So, and if you go, it's so hard when you only have 10 spots to fill. But it, it could have been a mistake on my part. It, it, I definitely could have overlooked him a little bit. First third of the year, he was the hottest thing on TV. He was basically the headline of the first three pay per views right in a row. What does he do right after that? He wins the tag team titles and he runs with that for the summer. Yeah, he ran a little cold towards the end of this year, but you got to wait on some things sometimes. He main evented WrestleMania, to your point, too. I think we overlooked him, but at the same time, recency bias always plays a big factor, and he hasn't done much as of late, especially since losing the tag team titles. He got destroyed by Drew. That's what killed it, too. You know, at the end of the year, he took a fucking vicious beating. And I had that in my mind when I'm going through the top 10. It's like uh, somebody going for a Heisman, uh, Heisman Trophy, and they're the favorite all year. In the last two games, they lay eggs. They're not even, they're, nobody's even looking at them anymore. That's just how it goes. Blasphemy! Your point is well taken. Eat my tiny hands. It's definitely a guy that's undervalued. By in my, you! In, in my opinion. But, you know, you only got 10 spots. And you got AEW, you got WWE. You know, somebody's going to get left off. Somebody's feelings is going to get hurt. And it happened to be Sami Zayn. I didn't have Sami Zayn on my list. Tony didn't have Sami Zayn on his list. Nathan didn't have Sami Zayn on his list. You had Sami Zayn ranked the highest at five. And Samer had Sami at eight. So it's not like he had this overwhelming support from all of us. Hmm. So me and Samer had, had Sami in there? Correct. Just ironic how we're two doctorate students. 
Maybe we're a little smarter than you guys, and we know how to value our wrestlers. These are personal lists. I said that in the beginning, so there's going to be a lot of gray areas, and you're going to be able to debate most of this. So we're going to have to kind of understand that point going in right now, Mike. Otherwise, it's going to be a bloodbath. I got this, but like in the stance of having Sami Zayn off the list, that's almost like having, I don't know, Seth Rollins off the list. I think both of them have been almost equally as valuable to the product this year alone. All that money you spent on school. I don't think Seth Rollins is in the same league as Sami Zayn right now. So that's that statement is just dumb. It was a five way vote. And, you know, some people are going to be happy about the results and other people's aren't. So let's move on and let's talk about who finished at nine. Will Ospreay makes the list at number nine after getting 10 votes. I put him at one for the reason I knew you guys would avoid him. And this is now it's just an absolute heel turn. I'm the smart guy. Sorry I like to enjoy watching AEW for enjoying wrestling. You guys don't. That's fine. Every single time this guy's on TV, whether it's a promo to his matches, to his just entrance, his aura, he has everything down to perfection. Am I sucking his dick? Massively right now. He is hands down the best sports entertainer, professional wrestler, whatever you want to call it on the planet. I'm not going to further argue this just because I know I'm talking to people who don't understand him. So I'm going to back off. Well, you just, I guess you're the smartest guy in the whole world. The guy fought at AEW a handful of times and you're going to put him number one. You got guys like Seth Rollins week after week. He's on TV 50 times, 60, 70 times a year. There's no way. I, I disagree with it. Will Ospreay's a nice wrestler. He's a good wrestler, but he's not exposed enough to be number one. So he got the ninth vote. That's where he belongs. Quality over quantity sometimes. And you're really not going to be aware of his work unless you're a real wrestling fan like me. I 1,000% disagree, Mike. Yeah, you don't know ball. <laughs> I think I know ball. And you know WWE ball. I do know WWE ball. I also know AEW ball. I had two AEW superstars make my top 10 list. So this isn't an anti-AEW podcast by any means. But I just, I don't know what it is about Will Ospreay. He hasn't won me over yet. He also annoys me when he goes, bruv. You, 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 you know who you're messing with, bruv? He's British. I get That's that. That's what they say. I understand. It annoys me. You like quality over quantity. Maybe Tony and I were a quantity over quality guy. We like Seth Rollins wrestling a hundred times throughout the year. And we like seeing the guys we like week in, week out. It's annoying when a guy you love as much as you do with Will Ospreay, you don't get to see him that often. That's got to be frustrating, right? How good was The Undertaker's run at WrestleMania? Fantastic. But if you're comparing Will Ospreay to The Undertaker's run at WrestleMania, it's the same you're, premise. you're high as a kite. You're out of your mind. It's Will the Ospreay same premise. The same as Undertaker. You guys are over here arguing, saying, "No, I want my wrestlers to be on TV every single week." It's not as good if, unless that's the case. Undertaker had the best thing ever in wrestling. It's when he fought once a year. The Undertaker was around week in, week out for 25 years until his back couldn't handle it being a full-time superstar. Then he limped his way to another six WrestleManias. How dare you put Will Ospreay in the same conversation? Nate, the same breath. As the Undertaker. It's just the, the, the concept of quality over quantity we're arguing at this point. It is. And I think we'll leave it there. And we're going to talk about our superstar who came in at eight. Another AEW guy and someone that I'm proud to say was on my list. Orange Cassidy. He's a solid guy all year round. He's entertaining. He's got great music. I'm glad he made the list. He became a two-time international champion. And he picked up probably his biggest win ever, beating John Moxley. Was it at full gear? Yeah, on top of that, just a gimmick come to life, got himself over. He, he had 
A-plus match after A-plus match. He would open almost every single Dynamite, and you knew for 20 minutes you were going to have good TV. No argument there. Look at that. Number eight. We all kind of agree. That's nice. So coming in at seven is one L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. I had L.A. Knight on my list. I think we all had L.A. Knight on our list. It's hard to deny the momentum and breakout he had this year. I think the thing with L.A. Knight is he has everything down except the in-ring, and that's what draws you away over time. He's improved, and he's not bad, so he always gets the comp to Rock and Austin, right? Rock and Austin weren't, were never these technicians in the ring. They were great, and they could go, but they were more bruisers and hard-hitting guys who resonated with the WWE audience because of their character, and that's what LA Knight is. I think they're both better wrestlers in ring than he is plus also back during the attitude era 90s in general in ring wasn't worried about it all it was all about the gimmick but i get what you're saying yeah so la knight couple of uh little milestones that he accomplished this year la knight was the slim jim battle royal winner at SummerSlam. uh he became a main event level star he went up against roman reigns at crown jewel and has just arguably been one of the most popular superstars we know his merchandise sale is through the roof and People still want to see him on top. So expect a whole lot more from LA Knight coming in 2024. But as for the list, coming in at six is the man LA Knight fought in his main event match at Crown Jewel, one Roman Reigns. Once again, I got Roman at six. Six and seven, I locked in. Boom. Hey, Mike. Hey, 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 tiny Mike, let me ask you a question. Um, what did Roman come in behind Will Ospreay on your list? Uh, like second or third? Roman didn't make my list. So let's talk about it. Why do you think Roman shouldn't be on this list? It's just screw job after screw job, and it seems like we're just waiting to get to the finish line. Is the bloodline must-watch TV? Absolutely. But from an in-ring and a wrestler perspective and point of view, he's not giving you anything different. It's the same thing every single match. He gave you some of the best matches of the year against Cody Rhodes, against Jey Uso. H how can you say that? The guys tell the title... What, 1,200 days now? Can you explain to me on how the Cody Road match ends? Solo comes in and gives him the Samoa chop, but Roman wins. But the finish is everything. That's your ribbon on the on the, on the gift. Nah, you're being too critical, man. It's Roman Reigns. He's one of the best heels Your argument WWE. is he's Roman Reigns and he's champion. No, I'm coming I'm not, at I'm this. I'm not arguing that he's a champion. I'm, I'm arguing that you left him off of a top 10 list. Should Roman Reigns be on this list? Absolutely. But... There is no denying this was probably the weakest year of Roman Reigns' title run. I think that when you look at all of his matches in total this past year, like Michael said, or like Michael referred to, a lot of them end in interference, and he just doesn't defend the title that much. Seth Rollins, in less than one year as champion, has already successfully defended his title more than Roman Reigns has in three years. 55 to 54. 100%. He's a tribal chief, but he's not. we're not saying he's the number one guy this year, but... He ended up in the sixth spot. That's where he belongs. So the consensus puts Roman at six, and just above him is his WrestleMania foe, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes had a very eventful year, so he, he started the year by winning the Royal Rumble. He would end up losing to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, went on to beat Brock Lesnar in a best-of-three trilogy, became undisputed tag team champions with Jey Uso. So he was very, very busy, and he comes in at five on our list. Did you look at my list? Yeah, of course. I looked at everyone's list. Well, who's got five, six, and seven dead on? Congratulations. You made up a fifth of the voting pool. Still, that's, that's pretty impressive. Okay. Five, six, and seven, I hit dead on. Great. 
That's six. very. Ex- I'm very acknowledge happy. Acknowledge me. We just passed Roman Reigns, so I'm not going to acknowledge you. But let's talk about Cody Rhodes a little bit. I think it makes sense that he's at five, right? This is going to be a little bit of a weird statement. I agree, but he didn't make my list. Okay. <laughs> no Roman and no Cody on that list, huh? No, I just I don't love the Cody character. At the end of the day, like Anthony and I went back and forth for hours about, oh, yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy. And we kind of just settled on put your guys on the list. Like if you had only 10 guys and you wanted to see those guys, you put them on there. That's why I have LA Knight. I don't think John Moxley's going to get put on this list based off of how the panel is, but like I have guys that I like just a lot more and I think are more entertaining. He is the John Cena good guy of today's age, which is it's fine. I think he's better than Cena. It's all just on a pause this year since Mania, I think. What are you talking about a pause? Like I just said, he did all this stuff, trilogy with Lesnar, becoming tag team champs, fighting the Judgment Day in War Games. He's been busy. It's not like he's been paused. I'm going to go one by one here. The War Games match, it was just a, a here's Randy celebration. It wasn't a good match. It wasn't anything sinking your teeth into, in my opinion. Uh, furthermore, the Brock Lesnar trilogy did nothing for me. It was like caught everybody by a blind eye when they first started doing it and was tag champion for six days. It was longer than six days. One thing Tiny Mike made a statement before that I totally agree. He hit it head on. You are a heel. After this show comes out, no Roman Reigns, no Cody Rhodes, and you're trashing both guys, everyone's going to hate you. You're going to be the biggest heel ever. No, I'm a mark right now. I'm marking out hard. I stole your nickname. So let's go ahead and continue the list. And let's talk about who came in at four on the consensus ranking. One, main event, Jay Uso. Uso had a very, very eventful year, probably highlighted around pinning Roman Reigns, something that, had nev- that hadn't been done in over 1,200, close to 1,300 days. He also broke away from the bloodline, main evented a couple PLEs, and challenged Roman Reigns for the title at SummerSlam. So Jay Uso comes in at four. I had him number one. I thought this year he was the most relevant wrestler, tag team champs with his brother, beat Roman Reigns, had five or six different storylines throughout the whole year. Yeet, yeet, yeet. The guy's incredible. He does it all. Pretty much similar comments to be made regarding Jay, as uh, I mentioned with Cody. Really good wrestler. He, He should be on this list. It's just that for me, it's not my cup of tea compared to some of these other guys. If I were to share my list, you would see what I like in my wrestling, and that's completely fine. It's just different. No Uso, no Roman, no Cody on a top 10 list. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to finish the list, and then we're going to do honorable mentions, and we'll just have Michael read his list top to bottom. Oh, I like that. So going on, after four, we have three, and this guy is the face of AEW. He is one Maxwell Jacob Friedman, who has become the longest reigning AEW champion in history. He had a whole program with Adam Cole, has basically carried that company on his chiseled back for a very, very long time. So I think this is a very deserving spot, him coming in at three on our list. Fantastic year, top to bottom. Starts the year, amazing, amazing feud with Brian Danielson. One of the best matches I've ever seen. He follows that up. He goes into, I think, double or nothing, does the four pillars match. Very good match. Uh, over the summer, he does work against some New Japan stars. It's good good stuff. Not my favorite, but it's still good. Goes into Wembley, where this is where I, uh, Adam Cole comes into the picture, and they run that story. I personally had MJF here at three because he was 
A-plus all throughout the year. He's still doing good work as a face. He's nowhere near as good as he was as a heel, but still good enough. Um, really good year. Yeah. Carries AEW. He's the best in that company on the mic. He's an excellent wrestler. He's got the persona. And if he doesn't get the contract, you know, I, I think today his contract's up or tomorrow or something like that. If they don't sign him, I think that's a death sentence. For, yeah, I would uh, call it the death blow. I expect him to be there through 2024, 2025, and I'm sure if we do another release, he'll be on our list, and maybe he'll crack the top two. But he's not there yet, because coming in at our penultimate spot, see that word right there? What? Penultimate. What does that mean? It's the second, basically. I like it. Let's use it for everything. Okay, so in our penultimate spot is the Ring General Gunther. Wait, you're kidding. He's not one? Is it Gunther or Gunther? It's just however you want to pronounce it. They're Tomatoes both right. or tomata is the same thing? So coming in at number two is the intercontinental champion, Gunther, Gunther, however you want to pronounce it, who passed the honky-tonk man as the longest reigning intercontinental champion in history. Yeah, this is some just OG IC title run stuff, but turned up to 110 on the speedometer. He, it's just match after match is fantastic. His... Everybody hates him. He's this big, stern, ugly, what is he, Austrian, German? Yeah, he's Austrian. He's just like the most perfect heel from the 1970s put into the modern age. Hates America, Does thinks everybody's like the Miz here, weak and pathetic. The guy's incredible. I, I hope that we see Gunther for a long time. I think he's going to be the future of WWE. I really do. He's going to be the face in the next two years. Nobody had him lower than sixth, so Gunther takes his rightful spot as the number two overall wrestler this past year. But coming in in our number one spot, it's obvious, is none other it took than me a minute. Seth Frickin' Rollins, who had one of the greatest years of his career. He's been the world heavyweight champion since May. He's defended the title more than Roman, we've already spoke about. And there are just not enough good things you can say about Seth Rollins, right, Tony? Oh, Seth Rollins is the best. Week after week, whether he loses, whether he wins, whether he's got the belt, whether he doesn't, every time he wrestles, he gives it his all. You know, I had him number two. He deserves to be one. He's right there, one, two. He's the best. I had him down at six. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> shocker. That's a shocker. Are you I'm sure you had him at six? I'm going to explain why. Was it a mistake? I'm surprised it wasn't you made a mistake. No, no, no. Seth, fantastic in every regard. Like, you think back to the beginning of the year. He starts up a few with Logan Paul that got all our attention. Hell, he gave Omos the best match of possibly the year. It might be on the match of the year list. We'll find out. Probably not. He had a banger with AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre. He had all these really good matches. But for me, what reason why I had him so low is when you hold the title, you have to tell the best stories. And his work with Shinsuke and even Drew and, and just everything he's done with the belt hasn't been very uh, eye-catching, I think, is a good word. But his entrance, his walk-down, his in-ring, it's all uh, 10 out of 10. I understand where you're coming from. You want a little bit more substance in your story and your champion. But here's why I had Seth Rollins ranked at 1. He's the working man's champion. That's been his story the entire time he's been champion. Whether you get bored of it or not, you can't say he hasn't been there and just put the work in. When Roman Reigns is gone, Seth Rollins is defending the title. And despite the injuries he's had, he's always out there, and he's always putting on a great match. So he's my one, and he's our collective one. So that is the male superstar of the year. Brian Danielson was the next person on the list who would have been voted in. 
Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Solo Sokoa. Michael, do you want to maybe read us down your list, considering you had the most out there list? All right. One was Osprey. <clears throat> two was Gunther. Three was MJF. Four was Brian Danielson. My little pitch on him, best in the business uh, in-ring work. Excellent match after excellent match after excellent match. And that's what I like in my wrestling is if I can get 20 and 30 minutes of just two guys kicking the shit out of each other, like that's half his gimmick. He's just beating your face in. So three out of the top four you had are AEW wrestlers. So it's more hardcore than WWE. That's the type of wrestling you like better. AEW is more in-ring, physical, hardcore oriented and less story that's driven. a good way to put it and there, w- there still is a lot of story but it goes under the rug this storytelling in aw sucks kenny omega same principle to brian danielson just had stellar match after stellar match uh the best of seven series is work with alheo del vikingo uh, osprey matches two fan probably two of the best matches of the year when he's on tv i want to sit and watch Lots and lots of great wrestlers from this past year, and it was really tough narrowing it down to 10. Dominic Mysterio was a guy I'm so high on. He didn't make our list. So it just goes to show you how hard it is to be considered one of the best in the world. What about Jericho? Did he make the list? Jericho didn't even get a vote. No, this is Jericho's list. He didn't make the list? He did not make the list. Come on, Jericho's got to make the list. Jericho owns the list. Jericho is the list. He didn't make the list? Jericho did not make the oh list. Oh, my God. Hey, Chris Jericho, if you hear this, when you, if you ever listen to our podcast, I put you on the list. You know what, Chris Jericho? You, you made, made the, the list. list. We're going to put him in one vote. All right, Jericho is on the ballot, but it's he didn't make the top 10. So now that we have talked about the male superstar of the year, it is time for the female superstar of the year. Female superstar of the year. Okay, so same principle as the men. We are ranking our top 10 female wrestlers of the year. Coming in at number 10, we had a tie, actually. One AEW superstar and one WWE superstar. I'm talking about Julia Hart and Tiffany Stratton, tying for 10th place on our list. Didn't expect either of them. I had Tiffany at 9. I fell in love with her when we went to the NXT event. She's incredible looking. Yeah, no, Tiffany had a very good year. She won the breakout tournament. She won the NXT title. Just She's really popping over there in NXT, so good year. Julia also had a great year. She became the youngest person in AEW history to hold a title at only 22 years of age. So I think it's fun that the 10 spot is tied with two women who are going to be around for an extended period of time. You could probably put both of these women in the breakout category section too so i think it's appropriate that they both just make the list at 10 and coming in at nine we have chelsea green who returned to wwe at the 2023 royal rumble she would then go on to win the wwe women's tag team titles with sonia deville before deville had to relinquish the title due to injury and then eventually team up with piper niven so a little bit of an unexpected chelsea green at number nine wouldn't you say tony I didn't have her on my list at all. I don't think she's a nine. She don't belong on the list. That's my opinion. Chelsea who? Chelsea Green sells the division. She's the only one out there promoting the women. She's hysterical, fantastic look, pretty cool music, made Piper Niven relevant. You named everything but wrestling. I acknowledge that. She's solid, actually. She's legitimately good. I don't see nothing about her that's legitimately good. She reminds me of Alana. That's oh, it. No. You, that's she a horrible looks good. Uh, How did she wrestle against Rhea this year? How'd she wrestle against Bianca? How'd she wrestle against Becky? How'd she wrestle against Charlotte? Did she wrestle against any of those? No. 
How could she make the list if she didn't wrestle against any of those? They're the best women wrestlers in WWE. And you're telling me that she didn't wrestle nobody like that? She don't belong on the list. Where's Jericho? Chelsea Green, week in, week out, sold that mid-card division for the women. That's where these girls are getting ranked right around here. Yeah, there are six or seven legitimate women's tag teams. I think that she did a great job of establishing the division. So to take and discredit her like you're doing, Tony, right now is a little ridiculous. You also have to factor in the consistency. She's been there the entire year. She's been uplifting the division. I don't know. For me personally, if you're there week in, week out, making a difference, which she did, she's deservingly on this list. I disagree. If you're putting her on the list, you're leaving a woman out that belongs on the list. So I didn't want to do that. At eight, we have the leader of damage control, Bailey, who helped EO Sky become WWE Women's Champion. And she's turned damage control into arguably the most dominant women's faction of all time. It's Bailey. Of course she had a good year. You got to put her on the list. So so because she was relevant on TV, that's why you think she deserves a spot? No, no. Let me ask you a question. You didn't have Bailey on your list? No. Okay. So you think that Chelsea Green is a better wrestler than Bailey? That's what you're trying to tell me. This year? I think Chelsea Green had the better year. It's not about better wrestlers who had the better year. I disagree. How did Chelsea Green have a better year over Bailey? Explain. Anthony, how many championships Bailey hold this year? None. How many did Chelsea wait, wait, Green wait, wait, hold wait, wait, this year? It's not about One. wrestling. Now oh, did you get caught? No, it's not about wrestling you go, and then you start talking championships right away. It's about what you do overall, everything in total. It's the amount you wrestle. It's the championships you win. It's the spotlight you're put in. It's if Chelsea she's bringing Green up a is the minor league. She's not in with Bailey, with Charlotte, with Bianca, with Rhea. Those wrestlers, they fight each other. She doesn't participate in those events. So how can you compare her to them? We're acting like Charlotte fights a lot of matches. She has more, less matches than we do fingers collectively this year. Charlotte's busy with surgeries and stuff with her face. She's so got how are we putting on. her in the list? Okay, well, speaking of Charlotte, coming in at... Ooh, what a segue. Coming in at number seven is the queen. And, and although she wasn't around and although she didn't wrestle that much, she was a part of some of the biggest and best women's matches of the year. I'm talking about WrestleMania Night 1 against Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. SummerSlam, she was a part of a triple threat match. War Games, she was involved. So Charlotte's in at number seven. Seven. I had her at four, but she belongs in the list. When you hear Charlotte Flair's name when she's wrestling, it's not in the undercard. It's in the title match. It's the main event of the night for the women. She's always there. She belongs on the list. You, though, had her the highest at four. Everybody else kind of collectively understood that this wasn't Charlotte's best year. I, I think Charlotte could be argued the spot just off the, the Rhea match. Potential match of the year. Men or women's. Just outside of that, it's been a pretty absent year. I can't recall another match that was that good. I don't think she was doing anything around the Royal Rumble time. I don't think she was doing anything over the summer. She was busy all year. She was injured a lot. She was at the uh, women's triple threat uh, with Bianca, uh, Bianca, Asuka, and Charlotte at SummerSlam. That was a good match. Coming in at six is the three-time AEW Women's Champion, Timeless, Tony Storm. I had her at six. Yeah. Tony Storm should be higher. Nate and Sam are kept her off of their list. We three collectively kind of brought Tony up. If we did this list in July, I would have her off the list. What she's doing right now with her character, I love it. I love it. The black and white, the way she is. And I think Tony Storm is 
going in that right direction. Yeah, go, Tony. You go, girl. Yeah, the, the second half of the year was definitely the highlight. However, pretty certain she was world champion over there sometime in the first half of the year while she was doing a little run with the Outcast, who were managing the entire women's division at the time. Not long-lived faction, but it was on top. She's been relevant the entire year, and she is the highest-ranking AEW women's wrestler we have. So kudos to Tony. We absolutely love the timeless character. Let's keep it going. The black and white's hysterical. Just need more time on AEW. They give these girls 10 minutes. Yeah, that's the problem. I want Britt Baker back, too. She's a genuine talent, and they don't have many good women's wrestlers. So if they want to keep on throwing sky blue out there because of her ass, ass. I think it's only going to hurt the product. She does got a nice ass. It's so, amazing. So moving on. At looks soft, doesn't it? You like sleep on that thing. There's space for two heads. Oh my God. Imagine. Whose ass are we talking about? It doesn't matter. It's an ass. Who cares? It's soft. Moving on at five, we have Asuka, who ended Bianca Belair's longest reigning Raw Women's Championship reign of all time at 419 days and was a consistent present throughout the entire year. She had her own championship reign for 70 days. Gotta love Asuka. I didn't know that little stat about Asuka. Good for her. She had her little record get stomped by Charlotte immediately. She had a good year, though. It's just a very consistent year. She won the Chamber. I don't know why... They didn't have her win at Mania, but I guess we're keeping the Bel Air uh, undefeated streak alive. They wanted Bianca to get to the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion ever, and then almost as soon as she eclipsed that mark, Asuka took the title off of her. No, Asuka's talented. Every time she fights, it's always special. Coming in at four is the woman we just mentioned, Bianca Belair. So we talked about how Belair had the longest reigning Raw Women's Championship run of all time this past year. She also, little tidbit and fun fact, has the shortest women's championship reign of all time. She wins the gold back against Asuka and Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam, and Io Sky cashes in, and a minute later, Bianca is no longer the champion. So over this past year, Bianca was the longest reigning champion and the shortest reigning champion. She made my list but was lower down. It was just a very cookie-cutter year for me. I think she was putting on some of the better matches out there. However, when, when the WWE loves to drag on their title reigns, and, and I caught that little ick towards the end of it. it made me a little, I don't want to see her anymore. And she goes away for a little bit. And then just from there, she really hasn't done anything that caught my attention other than the same flips, the same whipping of the hair, the same KOD. I love Bianca, and I don't care if she never turns heel. I am always going to be entertained by her because the bare minimum, what you're talking about, Mike, the flips and all the athleticism we're accustomed to seeing is enough for me to want to root for her each and every year. And I'm excited to see what she does at Mania this year because she's undefeated. We got a new Undertaker streak going. She's 4-0. I do like the Undertaker streak. All right, so Bianca sits at four, and coming in at three is Io Sky, who won the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. She captured her first WWE Women's Championship and overall just took a giant step forward. Io had a really good first year of a push, it seems Kind of just had the system behind her, putting her on TV and exposing her. I think she's deserving of a top three spot. I had a number five. Yeah, she's an up-and-comer. I had her five, too. She's right where she belongs. She's a top five woman wrestler right now. Samer had her the highest at number two, which is probably what pushed her into the three spot I had her at four. But like you guys just said, she was great. She's deserving. So no arguments here. Moving on, coming in at number two is the man... 
Becky Lynch, who won the women's tag team titles with Lita. She also won the NXT Women's Championship and was involved in a trilogy with Trish Stratus in which she came out on top. Yeah, Becky Lynch, another phenomenal year. Her presence is what upbrings everything she's doing. From winning the NXT title, the work with Trish, fantastic. I was there at that payback match. Best opening match I've seen open a show, long time. She also did work over in NXT. She gave Tiffany Strand the light, and she put Lyra Valkyria on the map. She did a lot for women's wrestling this year, and I think she's well-deserving. Yeah, and she's coming off having a baby. She looked great coming back. She's a new mom. She's part of the she WWE. She came back in 2021. When did she have the baby? She came in 2021. Really? It's been that long? She came back at SummerSlam 21. Kids in preschool. For the baby? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, anyway, <laughs> Becky Lynch, she's definitely a top two, top three wrestling WWE. Week in, week out. She's part of this WWE's power couple, her and Seth Rollins. You got to love her. Every time you see her, she gives us her all. She's the man. And coming in at number one. Can I guess? Can I guess? One second. I don't know who it would be. Can I guess, please? Please? One second. All right, one second. The person who came in at number one got every single vote, was voted number one by all of us, and is none other than... Ronda Rousey! (laughs) No. Rhea Ripley. (laughs) So, of course. That was the easiest question in the world. Let me ask you a question more important. Was there any rocket scientist out of us five who didn't have her number one? No, she got every single number one spot. She won the Women's Royal Rumble to kick off the year. She won the SmackDown Women's Championship at Mania. And she's pretty much emerged as the leader of Judgment Day. Yeah, she's just... She had a fantastic first three months. That Royal Rumble through WrestleMania were just... Rocket ship put on her back, and the rocket's still going. Judgment Day headlines almost every night of Monday Night Raw, and she's the face of the group. Regardless if she's the quote-unquote leader, she's the fucking face of it. She dominates everybody. Nobody holds a candle to her this year. The look, the physique, the, the, the way she looks at the camera, it just outclasses everybody. So the first two reallys go to Seth Rollins and Rhea Ripley, but we're not done just yet. Da-da-na. Tag Team of the Year. <laughs> okay, so, Tag Team of the Year, you just hit yourself. <laughs> Donkey Kong hitting He's hitting himself like a gorilla trying the to get pumped back. Dum, 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 dum. What's this from? Dum, 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 That's dum, from dum, the Wolf of Wall Street. It's not even the right tempo. For Tag Team of the Year, uh, and for a lot of categories going forward, we did a top five list. So it's going to be a little different from the men's and women's superstar. So we're just going to kick it off at the bottom. The number five tag team of the year, as voted on by the It's Real to Us panel, was a tie between MJF and Adam Cole and FTR. So MJF and Adam Cole won the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships, and FTR was arguably the greatest tag team all year. And they're coming in at five for us. I'm going to come in at this with an AEW mindset, being I'm the... Only intellect in the building who cares about the product. Who came in fifth? Fucking Alzheimer. I'm like a Godzilla movie. The mouth moves and the words come out ten minutes later. MJF, Adam Cole, FTR tied for fifth. My thing with these two seedings is the volume of work. Now, is MJF and Adam Cole potentially story of the year over an AW? Hands down. It was amazing. However, fought one or two times. FTR had 186 Day title reign over the summer and spring and into the fall. 
I have FTR on my list. I do not have Adam Cole and MJF on my list for tag of the year. Touche, Tiny Mike. I agree with you once tonight. I had FTR second on the list, and I did not have MJF and Adam Cole anywhere on my list. The two AEW teams come in at five, coming in at four. Little bit of a surprise here, but with the addition of Maxine Dupree and Akira Tozawa, the Alpha Academy slides in at number four. Thank you! I love it. I love it, too. I had them at number five. They're great. You, how, do, how do you not like Chad, Chad, Chad Gable and Otis? They're fucking awesome. No, they're great, but they just didn't really do anything this year outside being very entertaining and just being available. Talking about 300-pound man doing a caterpillar is not doing anything? In terms of championships, and it's not like they had many high-profile matches, you right? You didn't see Gable versus Gunther, one of the best matches of the year. That is a singles match. That is a singles match. Big deal. He's in that match. Tony, what is the name of this award? O'Reilly's. It's the tag team of the year. Stroke. (laughs) I'll leave the names out, but over in the WWE pond, it was really a two-team show this year, so you're not going to have much parody and switching of titles, even though they're they're also unified. Alpha Academy's on TV all the time. They got Maxine Dupree over. They got Akira Tozawa over. They're good comedy. They're great in-ring workers. They, they do their jobs better than they're appreciated then. Once again, I agree with Tiny Mike, FTR, Alpha Academy. We're on the same page. The man is right. Tiny Mike is right. Good for the Alpha Academy coming in at four. And coming in at three is one half of the main event of WrestleMania night one, the Usos, who along with continuing their historic championship reign from 2022 into 2023, also pinned Roman Reigns and defeated Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa in the Bloodline Civil War match. So even though they were to, they broke up in August, I think you still have to credit their run for the first eight months of the year. If they didn't lose the titles and they were still the champs right now, they would have been the number one team. So I think that's a great pick, number three. Once again, I have those first three picks and the top five. Yeah, I'm going to come at you guys for this one. The Usos should not be on this list. I, I know that, yeah, they're the best tag team over the last handful of years. They've held the titles, but they lose the belts at WrestleMania, and then it's just pure. They lose everything going forward. They break up, and then they get separated being tag team of the year we're highlighting their their riff their fall apart that's one of the highlights the main highlight was that they main evented wrestlemania that is something that has never been done by tag team wrestlers before i'm fine having them here i get it they were the big names that were doing good for half the year but it the other half of the year is a tag team falling apart that doesn't seem like they should get a really out of me Well, this wasn't the greatest year for tag team wrestling. That's fair. That's fair. So we'll get into some honorable mentions in a little bit, but let's go forward and let's finish the list. Coming in at number two, we have the other half of the main event of WrestleMania Night 1, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, who have done everything in the wrestling world together. And this year, they captured gold on the grandest stage of them all at WrestleMania. I mean, what can you say about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? These guys were able to put together a fantastic year. They were able to ride that momentum off of Sami Zayn's Elimination Chamber and Royal Rumble works. Well, Kevin Owens was involved in that too, actually, now I think about it. They do a lot of really good work with, I'm presuming, our number one spot of the Judgment Day. They were the backbones of Monday Night Raw. Great run, great year. I think they're two guys who nobody can hate, hopefully in WWE for life. They took the title off the Usos. That says it all right there. You know, Usos were champs forever. 
And you got to love KO and Sammy. They were incredible together. Longtime Canadians, friends. It's great. Uh, they belong on the list. We all had them on our list, but in our number one spot is another team that we had on all of our lists, and that is the Judgment Day, specifically Damian Priest and Finn Balor, but we'll highlight the entire Judgment Day here. They are the only two-time undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. I think Damian Priest and Finn Balor have exceeded expectations as a tag team, and I think that they're deserving of this number one spot. Yeah, I'm going to keep this really short and simple. They have the attention of the viewer. They have the attention of everybody backstage. They do a fantastic job. They have Dominic Mysterio. They have Rhea Ripley in their corners when they defend these belts. It's must-watch. It's what WWE booking has just relied themselves off of the entire year. The cleanup hitter on Raw every week. There's nothing you can say bad about them. Every week they're there. Every week they put forward a good show. So, yeah, they're, they're deserving, and that's a great number one pick. I actually misspoke. So four out of the five panelists had Judgment Day on their list, all had them pretty high. One panelist did not have the Judgment Day on their list. What idiot is that? <laughs> that's you. What? <laughs> you did not have the Judgment Day on your list. So I, I did, too. I, I spelled their name wrong. I spelled the Y-O-U-N-G-B-U-C-K-S. I, I made a mistake with my penmanship. Tony, I'm going to read you your list. K.O., Sami Zayn, FTR, Young Bucks, Usos, Alpha Academy. So in your mind, are Damian Priest and Finn Balor or the Judgment Day not deserving of this number one spot? Do you want the truth? Can you handle the truth? I want the truth. I don't think you can handle the truth. Let's hear it. I fucked up. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> yeah, I basically forgot. You know, I'm really tired this week, and I was doing my list, and I don't know, I just spurted out young bucks. And I don't know why, but that's where I would have put them as number three. So Judgment Day takes the number one spot. A couple of honorable mentions. As Tony just mentioned, the young bucks, the acclaimed, Darby Allen and Sting. Let me throw a pretty deadly into the mix. Not as somebody who deserves the award, but let's keep an eye on them. They're I like fantastic. That. I like that, Tiny Mike. I like pretty deadly. That's, that's good. Pretty deadly is pretty deadly. I think if Elton Prince hadn't gotten hurt, they could have easily have made our list. But yeah, that's another good one. And last honorable mention, we'll throw a little love to the Creed Brothers. So the really for Tag Team of the Year goes to the Judgment Day. Lots of great tag teams. And we're moving on. Breakout Superstar of the Year. All right, coming in at five, we have a three-way tie between Solo Sokoa. Solo Sokoa. Chad Gable. Gable. And Dominic Mysterio. Coming in at four is an NXT superstar. Whoop that trick. Trick Whoop Williams that trick. emerged out of the shadow of Carmelo Hayes to be his own man and comes in as our fourth breakout superstar of the year. I had him four. Fuck yeah. I had him four too, man. Tiny Mike. I like Tiny Mike. Where did I have him? I had him. I don't think you had him at four too. I had him at four too. Let's yeah, go, guys. Everybody had him at four. In our three spot, we have Orange Cassidy. This was him kind of taking that mid-card to main event level. I had set. him at number one. Come on. For at least, I want to say, 20 weeks, maybe more. He was the first guy out in AEW. He, he headlined the fucking event. He saved many of their fucking nights. Oh, I love how you put that. He did save Wednesday nights. He saved Wednesday nights. So he's number one in my book, Orange Cassidy, this year. He's he's one of their top five guys. There's so many little nugget gem matches throughout his entire run. So deservingly, uh, the number three breakout spot. 
on the year. In our second spot, we have Swerve Strickland, who is crazy over and picked up some of the biggest wins of his career in 2023. I'm talking about the Texas Death Match against Hangman Page at Full Gear, among others. He's can't miss television right now. Swerve's the biggest thing in the business, I think, at the moment. I definitely think this vote is coming with a little bit of recency bias, but it's because it's top-tier wrestling in my eyes. I think, like you mentioned, the match with Hangman Page, fantastic. The Continental Classic, fantastic showings. Prince Anana, his music, his aura, it's all coming together right now. He looks the part, too. He is the part. If I'm Tony Khan, I'm counting out my days to put the title on him because they need eyes on the product, and he's the guy outside of MJF doing it. Whose house? I'm just worried that they aren't going to fully get behind him and push him into the matches he needs to be going to. There's a big chance that Tony Khan just fumbles this and goes the good wrestler fights good wrestler gimmick. I hope not. And that could also be the case with the superstar who comes in at our number one spot. It was... Not unanimous, but highly, highly voted as our number one breakout superstar of the year is none other than L.A. Knight. Yeah. yeah. He started winning the WWE Universe over right before Money in the Bank. He was so popular. Everybody thought they were going to put the briefcase on him. Then when he didn't, he didn't lose any steam. He won SummerSlam, Slim Jim Battle Royal. He also teamed with John Cena, main evented Crown Jewel, and is still very, very popular. One of the top merchandise sales in the industry today. He's done pay-per-view matches. He's been on a bunch of shows. He gets main event time. The crowd screams his name more than anybody that's brand new. He's the best breakout star in WWE this year. Who knows what's going to happen going forward? We don't know. But I'm glad the guy broke out because I like seeing him. So that was the Breakout Superstar of the Year. Uh, I'm going to take a minute to say if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, we want to hear from you. So reach out to us on X, Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok at It's Real to Us, and we'll go back and forth. All right. Who wants to give out another really? Really. Face of the Year. Okay, so face of the year. Let's just rattle through these ones kind of quick. Coming in at five, Sami Zayn. Four, Jey Uso. Three, Orange Cassidy. Two, Seth Rollins. And at one, the American Nightmare. Whoa! Cody Rhodes. How'd Sammy get five? He was my one. Cody was my one. I had Sammy at one, too. Sammy has... And a motorized urgent care in Syria at the moment. He is the goodest guy of goodness. Cody got 18 points. Rollins got 14. Cassidy got 14. Jey Uso got 11. And Sami Zayn got 10. So it was close. Wait a minute. Did I, I might have miscounted. Do we have a recount? No, the votes are red. Sami Zayn making a late push? 15. Puts him at two. Let's go! <laughs> okay, Sami Zayn. Yeah! Due to a miscount in our ballot, Sami Zayn has now been moved to two. If you want to make a last-second push, you're going to have to convince Tony because I already gave up all the points I needed. So, Sami Zayn revolts against the bloodline, saves Kevin Owens, has the hearts of America behind him in Montreal as he goes again for the title, captures, actually, the, the tag team championships from the Usos after years of holding them hostage as villains working alongside the bloodline. They go on to have this very long, heroic reign. Sami Zayn goes and helps people in Syria. All he does is good things. Did that convince you? No, it did not. <laughs> Number one, Sami Zayn, in the beginning of the year, wasn't a face. He was in the bloodline 
part of being a heel. You forget that, do you, Tiny Mike? Well, the thing is, he turned face at the beginning of the Wait year in the Royal or at the Royal Rumble event. You can't put him over Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes has got the the blonde hair. He's clean cut. He looks like the all American fucking peep person that everyone likes. Sami Zayn is a biker. He's got long hair. He's got a beard. He's definitely a, a top five face, but he's not going to beat Cody Rhodes this year. No fucking. Way. Cody Rhodes is going to walk away with the really. Michael, it was a good sales As pitch. As he should. But Sami Zayn finishes second in the voting, and Cody Rhodes is the face of the year. All right, so moving on. Heel of the year. Coming in at five, we had Dominic Mysterio, who was booed and booed and booed. Then above him, on top, is Rhea Ripley, because Mommy's always on top at four. Coming in at three, we had the turtleneck-wearing Christian Cage. Coming in at number two, we have the ring general Gunther, who made Chad Gable's kid cry in an Intercontinental Championship match. And hates America. And at one, we have Roman Reigns. What do you guys think about this list? Is this the right ranking? I would say everything but Christian Cage. Christian Cage needs to be at number one. He was my one, Christian Cage. He was my one as well. Let's highlight Christian a little bit, yeah. So our third place finisher, Christian Cage, hates dads. That was his whole gimmick this year. He wears turtlenecks. He told Adam Copeland to fuck himself upon arrival. It's a pretty good heel. My rankings go Christian, Gunther, Roman. Roman, for me, is a fantastic heel. He does a great job. It's just you're not around enough. Gunther, he is around a lot. However, Christian is, he's right there with him every single week, those two. One plays into being as evil and awful and dickish as much as they can, and that's Christian. Roman is like the old-time gunslinger. He just moves slow. He's methodical. He's got that scour on his face. He's definitely a heel. He's the heel of the year. And you hate Roman because he's not around and because you wish he would fight more. So the heel of the year goes to one, Roman Reigns. Moving onwards and upwards. Manager of the year. I have no idea what voice I was going for there. Yeah, what was that? I'm, I'm not quite sure. That was like Mickey Mouse almost meets like sales pitch. It's like a leprechaun. A leprechaun would be a good manager, which is the topic we're talking about right now. So our votes went as followed. We only did a top three. Coming in at our third spot was one Don Callis of AEW. Coming in at our second spot was Prince Nana with uh, Swerve Strickland. When I swerve and I... How do you do it, Mike? When I swerve and I drive... I don't even know. It makes no sense. <laughs> it's very funny, though. If you've never seen him dance, do yourself a favor and go look it up. And coming in at number one is the wise man, the special counsel, Paul Heyman. The advocate. My name is Paul Heyman. He's number one, head and shoulders above any manager out there today. He might be the best manager of all time in wrestling. Don Callis wishes he could be Paul Heyman. I think Don Callis is a pretty good heel. He, he does his job. He's got a new scar on his head. Prince Nana, is, he was my one just because he was funny and new. But Paul Heyman delivers weekly. He's been on top of the wrestling business for 30, 40 years. I don't know how long, but like he's always up there. Mm -hmm. Paul Heyman makes everything he's a part of better. And he is what managers should strive to be. So a couple of honorable mentions. MVP, getting Omos 
on WrestleMania, on Backlash. Omos is 32-4 and four this year, including house shows. MVP is causing a seismic shift. Well, you forget because he hasn't been on TV for a while. But yeah, that's, what happened to him? Where'd that's by design. It's because Omos is a free agent because MVP got it written in his contract. Good shit, MVP. Then you got Zelina Vega helping out the LWO whenever she can. What a fantastic actress. Mm-hmm. She Zelina is. Zelina Vega is a star. I love her. And we also had the emergence of Maxine Dupree in the Alpha Academy. Maxine's hot. She is very hot. Selena's hotter. So who... who, who okay, okay, we're not talking about what who's... I do? No. Whoever you... fucking wants to do me, I don't even care. I bang that heavy girl. What's her name? Naya. No, not Naya. What's the other big girl? Evan. Piper. Piper! Would you go diving for Piper's pit? No, I wouldn't go down on oh, the God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I might keep that in. Maybe the with a clothespin. <laughs> so Paul Heyman wins the really for manager of the year. <laughs> Moving on. Gimmick of the year. I started getting a little creative with the the VO. You were definitely going Monopoly with that one. I was thinking I had a monocle. A lot of people dress up as him for Halloween. It's a great costume, and it's a cheap costume. If you could be a Monopoly card, what would you be? Chance. Go to jail. That's mine. Do not pass go. Go straight to yeah, jail. Like, can I get like collect two hundred dollars, advance straight to go? No. Yeah, collect. Yeah, you could be that. And what we're doing is a gimmick, which is the award of the year. I like that. How we went into that. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's gimmick is he farts a lot. Oh my god! I got so much gas. <laughs> if I swallow a match, I'll all right, all right, explode. Rockland County so would be incinerated. We got to keep moving because the show's running long. So, quick top five for gimmick of the year. Coming in at number five is Neck Strong. Roderick Strong in the neck brace. Adam! Just continually being a nuisance. Christian Cage hating dads. How could you hate dads? It's actually not dads. He, hates he hopes your dad's dad. Yeah, he, he hates dead dads. Coming in at three, another AEW character. Timeless Tony I'm Storm. Timeless! The filmmaker turned wrestler. Is it tits up? Tits oh, up. Oh, no, it's chin up, tits Ch out, and watch S out for the shoe. Something like that. You got to love the black and white. Gives you that Charlie Chaplin type of movie back in the day. It's black and white. I love it. It's commitment to the gimmick. Coming in at number two, Mommy's always on top, even though she's just outside the top of this list. I mean, what, what, what more can you say about Rhea Ripley other than she's fucking goaded in the women's division? Rhea right Ripley, now. superstar of the year? She could be wrestler of the year. We really like Rhea Ripley. Really, Ripley? Really, Ripley's really. She's the triple R, like the triple A. Okay, well, she didn't win because the number one spot is actually L.A. Knight. Yeah. The megastar, the popularity, we've talked about it, the yeah. merchandise, so we're not going to spend a lot more time on it. Mr. L.A. Knight, congratulations. We will be mailing you a really and... Is this a second really? This is his second really. So L.A. Knight, two really. really. Yeah. Knight. Yeah, nice. Two-time yeah. two winner. So, L.A. Knight... Gimmick of the year, along with breakout of the Give year. Give this man a really. That's two reallys. LA Knight, get in contact with us over at uh, It's Real to Us on X, Instagram, YouTube. We'll be happy to get in contact and mail you something. That's so nice not having to be the one to do that. Right? Storyline of the year. We got to find you a new character for these voice ends. Oh, and you hear that one? Oh, the mark. Yeah, I can do the character. What do you want to do? Do you want to do this one? Storyline of the year. His is so much better. You think so? Oh, my God. Yeah. Coming in at our number five spot, 
the AEW Devil. Who is the mass superstar running around AEW causing havoc? We still don't know, but it has been the subject of a lot of attention in AEW throughout this past year. At four, we have CM Punk's return to WWE after being fired by AEW. Three, we have Gunther's historic Intercontinental Championship title run. Two, MJF and Adam Cole's blossoming friendship. And at one, the really goes to the Bloodline Saga. Everything from Jey Uso being his own man to the Bloodline cracking to the Bloodline reforming, Sami Zayn turning his back on the Bloodline, all of that really factored into the final decision. When Sami Zayn, yeah, I'm a big Sami Zayn, Mark, come at me. When Sami Zayn was having that run where it was him versus Roman in Montreal, the crowd was behind him, had me going, it had the emotions high, and then they build and go further into it and, and get the Usos involved. Man, that was pure gold to me. Regarding the rest of the list, I had four out of these five home run lists. Throw out there as an honorable mention, if, if you are watching Tuesday nights, Mr. Andre Chase, uh, head of Chase U, is embezzling all his financial funds, and he's spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on sports gambling through the family. Yeah, that's definitely one of the funnier storylines of the year. I'm not surprised it didn't make our top five list, but that's a funny storyline. I'll give it to you. A couple of other storylines that didn't make the list. Alf Academy? Alf, what about... They expanded. Uh, that was a story. <laughs> <laughs> there was one person who voted. It just said Alpha Academy. That was Tony. Thank you. <laughs> they, they got one possible vote. So Alpha Academy is an honorable mention. Edge going to AEW. Shinsuke turning heel. R-Truth joining the Judgment Day. All failed to make the list, but got a couple of votes. Shinsuke got a vote? Shinsuke got a couple of votes, I actually. voted Shinsuke. But it was... Really? <laughs> it was unanimous. The Bloodline won this category easy. Pops, what uh, what sold you about Shinsuke? He's Japanese. He was he, he was very tired at this point in the voting process. So Bloodline, <laughs> our unanimous storyline of the year, and Roman Reigns is now gifted his second really. Really, Roman? Congratulations, Roman Reigns. You deserve it. You beat cancer. All right. Up next, we have... Show of the year. It's the show of the year. You suck. So you guys didn't like that we one either? We just saw Wonka and shitted on that for being a crappy musical, and you get to give me that? This isn't a musical. This is me just spicing it up. It's you trying to put on a musical show and dance. All right, well, how would either of you have done it? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the show of the year. That sounded really good. I would just try that. So coming in at five on our consensus rankings, we have the 2023 Royal Rumble match. No, what other Royal Rumble? We have the 2020. Is it the 2018 Royal Rumble? I'm when just I laying saw the ground. Cock, <laughs> my mouth gets full and I can't speak. I'm sorry. There's a lot to talk about. At five, we had the Royal Rumble. Four, we had Money in the Bank. Three was WrestleMania Night 2. Number two was Backlash. And number one was WrestleMania Night 1. Man, wrestling was sexy in April and May. Good stuff. Mania Night 1, I think, was better than Night 2. And Backlash, it's the Bad Bunny show, right? Yeah. Banger. Salvia Vega, 
The stupid little chops. Saturday night was the best on WrestleMania by far. WrestleMania night one, you had KO and Sammy versus the Usos. Charlotte Rhea. Charlotte Rhea, Seth Logan, Dom Ray. That four-way tag match, whatever it was, the showcase, the men's showcase is like a it's a little fun twelve-minute match. Uh-huh. Mania night two had Cody versus Roman. You had the triple threat for the IC title. Edge versus Finn Balor inside Hell in a Cell. So there was a lot to like at Good Mania, Mania in general. It Good was a Mania. great, great Mania. Mania. Backlash, I want to highlight a little bit. Priest versus Bad Bunny. Io Sky versus Bianca. It was the first Cody versus Lesnar. Vega versus Rhea Ripley. And Seth versus Omos. So it was a lot of fun start to finish. I think we got these rankings pretty right. I am disappointed we didn't get any AEW shows in here. Let's mention AEW All In at Wembley. You also got to talk about Revolution. AW Revolution had two fantastic matches that you could easily consider as match of the year. That being the main event, which is an hour-long Iron Man match between Brian Danielson and MJF. This match could come up later, so I'll save my thoughts. Uh, and the other one is where Moxley and Hangman Page go to the uh, Texas Death Match, where the match concludes with Mox being hung by a chain around his neck as he hangs over the ropes. I know that's not for everybody, but it's a fantastic match. It's a fantastic card. AW always delivers on their pay-per-views, just always way too long. Where was that big show in Wembley? Yeah. Hey-o! Ayo, ayo, ayo. They actually did that on the uh, Wembley show. That's Queen. That's where Queen played. Yeah. Chris Jericho did it. Soraya right. came out to We Will Rock You. It was a great show. I rewatched it the other day with you, Michael. But it did not make our list. This is a heavy WWE panel. We have to be a little honest and look ourselves in the mirror. Michael did a good job bringing AEW perspective into it. But with that being said, I don't think that it lessens our list any bit. I think that we have five fantastic shows up here. So deservingly so, the really goes to WrestleMania night one. So WrestleMania night one is our show of the year, and we're going to be talking about a lot of those matches that took place on that show for our next and final award of the show. Tonight, we conclude our programming with the match of the night. It's actually match of the year. I criticize the way I do these things, but at least I do it right. So here's our list. We have MJF versus Brian Danielson in an Iron Man match at Revolution at five. Coming in at four, we had Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus inside a steel cage at Payback. At three, we had Swerve Strickland versus Adam Hangman Page in a Texas death match at full gear. At two... KO and Sami Zayn versus the Usos at WrestleMania night one in the main event. And our number one match of the year, according to the It's Real to Us panel, was Gunther versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship at night one of WrestleMania 39. How do you think we did, boys? I voted that number one, so yes, you got it right. If the father voted it one, and it is one, it is one. It's not fancy. There aren't bells and whistles. It's just three hard-hitting wrestlers kicking the crap out of each other in a very, very entertaining match in which any one of them could have won a handful of times. So I think it's deserving to be won. My personal one was Becky Lynch versus Stratus inside the steel cage, but I still think Gunther McIntyre Sheamus is a deserving one spot. Triple Threat's fantastic. On the biggest stage, you got three guys doing what you want. I was there for the Trish and Becky match. 
I wouldn't put it in my top 15, but I get that different strokes for different folks. What you talking about, Willis? Talking about Anthony having shit taste in wrestling and saying Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch is the best match of the year. But did you get what I just did? What you talking about, Willis? Yeah. No. That's from different strokes. What you talking about, Willis? Google different strokes. So, Tony, you got nothing else to say? Swerve Strickland, Adam Hayman. What are we talking about? (laughs) The number one match of the year? I think the. (laughs) This show's going to suck. No, it's not. It's very funny. The most important thing about the number one match of the year is that Drew McIntyre finally gets some mention. All night, we didn't hear his name once. And it's a shame that it took till the match of the year for Drew to get some acknowledgement. Just want to touch up on a couple of matches. Brian Danielson versus MJF for the AW World Championship at AW Revolution. Hour-long Ironman match that went to overtime. I'm not going to go spot for spot for an hour, but it's just fantastic the whole way through. AW just got a million good matches. Kenny Omega and his work with Osprey. That's match number two, in my opinion. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. I do want to give a little respect to Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Uh, Elimination Chamber. Other than the triple threat IC match, that's my WWE match of the year. A couple of other matches that are worth mentioning that didn't make our list but still proved to be fucking awesome were Roman versus Jay, SummerSlam. Boo! That sucked. <laughs> Roman versus Cody. The Bloodline Civil War at Money in the Bank. The women's war games match at Survivor Series. You're joking. Nate? That was Nate. Nate. Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. The backlash we talked about a little bit. About payback. Oh, uh, yeah. The Pittsburgh City Steel Street fight for the tag team titles between Judgment Day, KO, and Sami Zayn was great. Banger. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte at Mania. Also didn't make the list. A year filled with plenty of amazing matches that we won't soon forget. So did we get these matches right in the right order? Reach out to us and let us know if you agree, disagree. You can find us on X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at It's Real to Us. We'd love to hear from you. And thus, the Really Awards have come to its first conclusion. Thank you all for being here. We are going to take a quick break. And we will be right back to finish up the show. Hey, everyone. Today's episode is sponsored by nothing. We don't have any sponsors. These were all just fake ads. So if you'd like to give me some money and have us sponsor you, we can do that. Reach out to us at It's Real to Us. You can find us on X, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We won't sponsor anybody, but our standards aren't that high. So think about it as we close out the show. All right, we're back, and we're trying to figure out where to take a vacation. Where are we going to go? The three of us are going to go away. We're going to go to a couple's retreat. We look like three fucking Mama Lukes. <laughs> Mama Luke. Yeah. What do we got? Threesomes? Wait, is it Mama Luke? Mama Luke. What's a Mama Luke? A Mama Luke is an idiot. Is a moron. It's a fucking stunad. Yeah, I got stunad in there, but... If three guys are going to go away on vacation... We got to go to a singles resort. I don't know about you two fucking idiots, but I I might look for some action. If you got any action, do you think that you could live up to past expectations? Fuck no, but who gives a (laughs) shit? I don't care. As long as I get action, what do I give a shit? The person (laughs) I'm getting action, what I probably never see again, so I give two fucks what she thinks. I think you'd bust a hip. I don't think you could do it, old man. Yeah, no chance. You fucking are winded walking up three steps. That's, That's so untrue, Mike. It's not. I outside today. I fucking jogged out. I outside. (laughs) All right. Well, we don't know where to go. If you have an idea, please let us know. 
we're going to be back on, I don't know, Wednesday maybe with a new episode. If not Thursday, we're going to figure it out. And we hope you enjoyed our award show. I got my nicest clothes on. <laughs> yeah, we don't. didn't talk about that. We all wore suits. I have uniforms. I don't have clothes. I have uniforms. I'm wearing my navy blue plaid suit. Anthony is in his, it's like a royal green velvet. I got my stolen sweats from Anthony from Christmas. And I got my Carmine's. <laughs> my Carmine's screw you guys shirt okay. on. So the gimmick has been blown. We Cartman. Is that his name, Carmen? Cartman. I can't believe you still have that shirt. It's not that old. It's vintage. Yeah. Oh, shit. I got fucking toothpaste on it, too. We know that's not toothpaste. All right. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. We hope you have a joyous, beautiful, healthy year. Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. Any way you want it. Oh. Oh. Why are you rubbing your nipples? I'm <laughs> 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 <laughs>